Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from your Belinda, California. Look at we're matchy matchy today. Oh, look at that. We are. I am so full. You ate a lot. I barely bro. ate anything. I was like, oh, I was like, wow. I was afraid. I was afraid for all that Mexican food. I may have to sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've eaten a three item Mexican really? combination. I, it has. It's it, been a long time. Isn't that what we usually get when we go down yeah, to that well. place out in uh, whatever? Uh, <laughs> Out in the hood. <laughs> yeah, but it's been months. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's been months. Right. And you're and so svelte these days. It's I really... know. I've lost so much weight. You're you can feel you're... my six-pack. You felt my six-pack. I did. Yes. It's going to be amazing this summer. I'm going to have my beach body. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. But, yeah, I, did, I ate a... Chilarino. A chilarino. A, a, a chilarino. Chili yes. Uh, an enchilada. And a... Taco with shredded beef. Street taco. But they use the big tortilla, yes. not the little street taco. And rice and beans. Yeah. And you some chips. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy says to me, boy, you can eat a lot. I was like, it's all vegetables. I eat all <laughs> vegetables. And he's like, it's the same thing. That fills me up too. And I was like, no, it's not the same a thing. A chili relleno and, is and vegetable. Is a vegetable. <laughs> A deep fried and beans are vegetable. And rice are vegetable. What? 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 Orale. Uh, um, Manuel L. Oh, look at that. Boyle Heights. Where's Boyle Heights? Boyle Heights is in LA. Oh, El Ferralito. Yes. yes. You got it, Jan. This was Esther's. And Esther's. we were at Esther's tonight. Yeah, yes. we were at Esther's tonight. Wow. And anyway, we may have to try out uh, Manuel's in Boyle Heights. Yes. For sure. You see there, I can't remember. I, during the LA riots, I ate some, they, we got food from somewhere in Boyle Heights, I think. Maybe that was the bomb. <laughs> could be no wrong. pun intended. It could be Hacienda Heights. I don't remember, but it was uh, one of those areas out there. Um, all right. We're reading from uh, Smith Wigglesworth Devotional. This is a good one tonight. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited persecution. about Persecution. And it's for May 14th and it's called uh, Persecution After Baptism. The reference is Acts 5. 17 through 18, which says they were filled with they were filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. A lot of it that did him. Yeah. Scripture reading is Acts 5, 12 through 42. It's a good one. Smith says people were scattered and persecution had come. God knows, I say it reverently, that we never make progress when life is easy. You may settle down in your ease and miss the great plan of God. A man may be saved for many years without knowing much about persecution. Mm. A man may be sanctified for many years without knowing much about persecution. But it is impossible to be baptized with the Holy Spirit without entering into persecution. Yes. The disciples had a wonderful time when they were with Jesus. They had no persecution. But there was one in the midst of them whom the people of Nazareth tried to throw over the brow of the hill. Let us see that whatever happens, there is no harsh judgment in us, no bitterness. We have been quickened, brought into, brought into, changed by a new authority, incorruptible, incor in, in, the corrupt in the corruptible. We must see that we have divine life where death was. Mm. 
love where hatred was, the power of God reigning in the human, the Lord shining the light of his countenance on us right in the midst of death mm. and life breaking forth like rivers in the desert. Yes. So poetic. The days will come when your ministry and your own life will be tested all, on all lines. If you, can, if you can get beyond your nature, beyond your natural line of thought, and beyond yourself into a plane of almighty provision for you in the flesh, quickened by the Spirit, you will survive. Mm. It will be as the Word of God says, having done all, stand. The thought for today. When the trial is on, when everything comes to a point where it seems it is the last strand in the rope, then the Lord will be the the land the Lord will very mightily bring you into a land of plenty. I love the way that he constantly juxtaposes what we are in our flesh to what we are in the spirit. Bringing the incorruptible in the corruptible. So we have the incorruptibility of Christ, the Holy right. Spirit inside of us in the midst of our flesh. And we have divine life where there is death, love where there is hatred, power of God reigning in the human. You know, and he shines his countenance on us right in the midst of death. That's kind of what it feels like being alive in America these days, folks. <laughs> and I think it's just going to get worse. You know, it is going to get worse. Might be right. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it's okay. the, the fact we, we, we've just started to criminalize uh, uh, disinformation. It, it really sounds like we're in Russia. It does. You know, we now have a ministry of disinformation. Shortage of baby food. Shortage. Gas prices are out of, out of this world. It's, uh, it's almost $7 in some places. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can go on. And I think food that, shortages. And when you think that's what I'm thinking is Glenn Beck keeps talking about that, about food shortages, is that if when you look at the baby food, it's like a sign of and I think the warnings of the Lord, like be prepared. You know, the next thing is chicken or eggs or you know what I mean? And it's just something. Well, that's why I ate so much tonight. Right. I'm storing. afraid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a hamster. Storing. That's really good. Is my yoga ball outside bouncing? Is that what that ball is? That's bouncing outside? No. (laughs) Kelly playing lacrosse. He plays lacrosse almost every day. Oh. You got to hear that. Yeah, you don't recognize the ball. Yeah. Yeah, He's up bouncing it off the wall next door. Um, The the thought process here of a man may be saved for many years without knowing much about persecution. Mm. A man may be sanctified for many years without knowing much about persecution reason I was thinking about myself there is that when I was walking around the church, bad things were happening, but that's not persecution. Like I, actually, when you thought of yourself, I think it actually was persecution. You just didn't see it that way. You, when bad I think things a person, I think a persecution of, because of my faith, I'm being persecuted. Yeah, I get, you're totally right. I get so it. So I was thinking, I, I thought well, all these things are happening to me because I'm a Christian. No, that, that was me causing those problems. That was my flesh causing those problems. And so we can get that confused. And that's really kind of like it hit me like, man, I I was thinking that, you know, that I was being attacked by the devil. No, I was, I was putting myself in crap. I almost said the other word in really crappy situations because of who I was. Also being attacked by the devil. (laughs) It's our own devil. Right. And I was, I think I was, I was saved in the sense that I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. One but baptized all, with the spirit. Yeah, all that was happening was that I was not fully 
understanding what it meant was not baptized. But they, they, and we brought, we talked about the story today is that although I'm not persecuted like Jesus, of course, or, you know, the disciples, but being in the room at the school board meeting, when I was praying, being told that arrest that man, you know, you can't do that. And the demonic sounds that were coming from people that was closer to being persecuted for my faith. For sure. Two completely different things. Very much. So so. that's why that hit me so hard right at the beginning. I went, oh my gosh. So true. That's something that I needed to hear today. Well, and I think it happens like suddenly because when I first came to Christ, it was like rainbows and unicorns. Oh, this is so nice. And then it was just like, boom. (laughs) And then you get hit. You're like, oh, wow. What is happening right now? For me, it was... The persecution was refining the golden fire. The, the Lord says, as we approach the last days, has become like gold refined through the fire. And mm-hmm. I felt like he was literally burning out of me the bad attributes and keeping the good attributes that he wanted and burning out the bad ones and refine. I, I felt that fire of refinement. Mm-hmm. And I still do. I still like do. what happens with fine metals, like gold, heated up so that all the impurities come to the top. Exactly. And then they burn them off. Yeah, so the Lord refines by fire. And for you, that would take like an incredible amount of heat because you are not <laughs> affected by things that are hot. Not at all. Yeah, I've never seen something like this. You are I'm like pretty a superhero. resilient. You're like a superhero, like made of uh, asbestos. Yeah, there you go. And my personality is that way too. Honestly, I, I mean, that's what they call disassociative disorder because I don't let things um, get to me. And so to really, for the Lord to be able to really dig down and be like, poke, it had to, it had to hurt. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Let's go right into the scripture um, because I think Acts 5, 12 through 42 is pretty awesome about what it has to say. I mean, Acts is just, it's just an amazing um book of the bible because it talks about what happens after jesus leaves uh so it's it should be a roadmap of uh, i know i've heard some scholars refer to it as is our book of evangelism all of it's written right there okay so and through the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were done among the people and they were all in one accord in solomon's porch yet none of the rest dared to join them but the people esteemed them highly And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on them. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Then the high priest rose up and all those who were with him, of course, it's anytime there's any goodness, there's always evil that follows, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, the angel of the Lord came, opened the prison doors and let him out, saying, go, stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. But the priests and those who were with them came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and didn't find him in the prison, they returned and reported saying, indeed, we found the prison door shut securely and the guards standing outside beside the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now the high priest, the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these things. They wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, say, look, 
the men you put in prison are standing in the temple teaching people. <laughs> then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people lest they be stoned. And when they had brought them and set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, did we not strictly command you not to teach in his name? And look, you filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Words to live by, folks. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him, God, has exalted his right hand to be the prince and the savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When the council heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. He said to them, men of Israel, Take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Thetis rose up and claimed to be somebody. A number of men, maybe about 400, joined him. He was slain and all who obeyed him scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the census, in the days of the census, and drew away many people after him. He also perished and also those who obeyed him dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this is the work of men, it will come to nothing. But it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be find to fight, found to fight against God. And they agreed with him. And when they called for the apostles and beat them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame in his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. After all that. After all that, they did not care. I'm sorry, folks, we didn't list the scripture, but just in case you wanted. Wow. That, that you know, just, I just think about the, our churches here in the United States. Yes. And they are so afraid of saying something that will go against culture. The woke people. <laughs> I was trying to think of another word. I couldn't come up with them. That they're they're so afraid of upsetting somebody by preaching the Bible. And it the Bible's upsetting. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you don't like it, then it's gonna hurt. But you but you I cannot figure out for the life of me that somebody that claims to be a pastor or the, the leader of a church, of, of a church that follows Jesus Christ. Or they, it's a false gospel. It's crazy. It's a false gospel. You can't read that, Acts uh, 5, 12 through 42, and then go into the church and say, you know, it's okay if two men get married. Well, but see, that's the whole, that's why they warned of false teachers in the false gospel, and they speak to itching ears, telling them what they want to hear, because they, the, the Lord wanted us to be able to know the difference. Like it looks like a church. You think it's a church, but it's not acting like a church and therefore mm -hmm. depart from it. And it's very interesting because I was listening to a, uh, the pastor today who was explaining that we are commanded to preach to the unsaved. Mm -hmm. He says, but the Bible commands us to stay away from believers or people we think are believers that are corrupted. Um, so Paul says uh, repeatedly to stay away from those that do not, that their lives do not reflect 
um, the gospel, you know, the transformation. Mm. So you could be around unsaved people, but you shouldn't be around Christians that are corrupted. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's worse. Wow. Pretty deep. Barry Stagner. That's who it was. I mean, just, just again, just the, just the thought of that is just crazy because you see here, they said, do, and there's, you know, the, the corruptible people or the people that are the Sadducees. Yeah. Or tell them then you can't say these things and then they go out and say it anyway. I mean, oh, it's I so big simple. You or God? It's so simple. You got this crazy, like 19 year old green haired dude with a nose rings and, and eyebrow p- uh, piercing going, you know, you're really upsetting me right now. Okay. We won't teach that. Wait a minute. Did you not read acts? <laughs> did, you, did you see that these guys, these were men and women mm-hmm. who knew Jesus Christ, understood the teaching of, uh, of, of the Bible, and said, I'm going to go teach it anyway. Yeah. Throw me in prison. Great. And they were happy. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. That we suffered for his namesake because Jesus told them, you will suffer. Oh. You know that if they hate you, they hated me first. Wow. What are we going to do, Hedia? We're going to keep fighting. We say unpopular things all the time. What do you guys think? Are you are you seeing the same thing? Wherever you're from, I mean, if you're in LA, uh, obviously you've seen it. I don't know what this is. I want to get rid of it. Um, but uh, are you seeing that from some churches around you? We're seeing it all over the, the country. Our friends told a very interesting story uh, today. She said that um, she has a friend that's not saved, and her daughter and her and this Christian woman's daughter were playing, and they were playing Barbies in the jacuzzi. And the one girl says they were drowning. And um, the, her daughter says, the saved girl says, oh, it's okay. Cause she had Jesus in her. She's going to go to heaven. And then her friend says, well, my, my girl a, is a good person. She's going to heaven too. And then she said, no, she doesn't have Jesus. She's not going to heaven. Wow. They were like seven. And then the mom called her furious and said, I don't want your kid saying this to my kid. And she said, I'm sorry, but the, not only is it its <laughs> truth, but that's her, that's her truth. So your daughter could, def- you know, defend herself and say, no, I don't believe that, but you can't tell my daughter. She's not going to say it. I'm not going to tell my daughter not to say she's it. She's discipling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's your choice to tell your daughter, well, that's just what she believes, but I'm not going to tell her because she wanted her to stop talking like that. So mm. you got to tell her to stop saying that. And she's like, I'm not telling her <laughs> to stop saying that. Hell no. <laughs> Hell to the no. <laughs> Heck no. Wow, I missed that story. That's a good one. Isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, really cool. All right, let's go. Just, we just... had a comment. I think oh, you were. Sorry, I jumped off. Sorry about that. Marco says. Catholics that support abortion. Right. Yeah. We're yeah, seeing it's... that like crazy. It's everywhere. It's very yeah. strange. I don't know what's happening. You want to put up the other banner? Because this is a long passage, too. All right, we are going to read now Luke 4, 16 through 30. This is when Jesus is in Nazareth to preach. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover the sight of the blind, to set a liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Such great prophetic words about the coming of Christ. 
Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And all of the eyes of those who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So they all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, isn't this not Joseph's son? Like (laughs) discrediting everything he just said. He said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have done, we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout the land. But to none of them was Elijah accepted except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them were cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went away. They wanted to throw him over the cliff. (laughs) They did that to Jesus. Can you imagine what they want to do to us? Wow. I mean, that, that statement of uh, you're never a prophet in your own town yeah. is, uh, is the Bible is the Bible. And it's like what happens in the house with kids, mostly. Yes. You try to tell them, hey, hey no, don't do that. Or because... your friends that oh, knew you from before. Yes. And they're like, you, pff, yes, don't, don't you start preachy, preachy to me. <laughs> I remember when you. Right. <laughs> oh. So many of those. Little sayings that just uh, hit home. Right. But in saying that in the Bible, is it a way of saying, okay, you are going to come across this where you are going to be oh, yeah. kind of a disciple to a family member and it's going to be difficult. They're going to, they're the hardest because they knew you. Absolutely. Before. Yeah. My family, I have that. It's a very difficult problem for me because they're just like, I really, we don't want to hear about it. You know, like really we don't. Okay. Uh, how are you guys at uh, saving your family? Uh, you know, saving them. Evangelizing, evangelizing or witnessing. Yeah. Have you had much luck in that or did you get pushback from those that are aren't believers, obviously? Um, and even, I mean, we're seeing that back to our friends again. We, we're seeing that with, with believers against believers. Yeah. Like, what's that all about? It's crazy. Yeah. So there's some Christian universities, and we were talking about churches before, but Christian universities have, have lost their way. And I've heard from multiple people uh, that they thought when they sent their child to a Christian university like Biola, um, that that they would just, it would uh, strengthen their faith in God and strengthen their understanding of the yeah. Bible. And it's done just the opposite. Scary. Just the opposite. Really, and there's a teaching going on, and we're I'll bring up Biola again, where it's accepted there by a number of uh, professors that taking the vaccine, and now we're going to get kicked off of all the social media. But taking the vaccine is biblical; it's required. Yeah, required, and and it got that's what God wants us to do to yeah. take a to take a man-made vaccine. Yeah, <laughs> show me where it says that in the Bible. It's all kinds of nonsense. <laughs> And I, I mean, I, I, honestly, I think it, the opposite is is kind of ridiculous too. Is that 
to insist that it's biblical not to take it mm-hmm. and to insist that you have to take it, both are not, uh, they're just not biblical arguments to me. They're just based on your personal belief and how you feel about, you know, ingesting something that's foreign. And, uh, you know, there's, people don't eat meat. You, you know, right. there's all kinds of things. There's all kinds of idiosyncrasies that people have that I just don't think we should turn into biblical right. fights. God went from, you know, you know, the Jews couldn't eat pork to now it's okay to eat pork. Yes. But you can still not want to eat pork. And Paul, actually, there's a whole passage in Corinthians that discusses that specifically saying, if you don't eat it out of faith and and you eat it out of faith, both are permissible. Do not, you know, force your brother to to disobey that Mm. when he believes he's doing that in sanctity to the Lord. So that we get to talk that could be said about everything, including vaccines and exactly. wearing a mask and all the other nonsense that's going on. But um, not sodomy, not homosexuality, yeah. not gender. Those issues are clear. The, yeah. Those it's are clearly sad. in the Bible. <laughs> but the vaccine is not in the Bible. No, not that I know of. Oh, all right. Let's uh, finish up. We have uh, Ephesians 6. Oh, did you already read that? Nope. Oh, it's, uh, Ephesians 6, 13. As we know, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And I like to point out to people always this passage of scripture, the Ephesians 6, doesn't say defeat the enemy, it says stand. Just stand your ground. And that's so important because we may not be able to defeat evil in our own power. Um, We try, but what we do defeat is we don't let it knock us down. We don't let it defeat us. We have to understand what's in us is greater than what's in the world. And we just have to stand. Mm. Like everything else, it's kind of like our pastor, right? Like our church, we stand for biblical values. We may not win, but we're going to stand by them. Now I've had this question asked of me several times. I'm not sure if I've ever brought it up to you. If you don't mind, please. So Proceed. there's some pushback in in not only Placentia Belinda Unified School District, but in the Chino Valley Unified School District, but maybe more so in the Chino Valley Unified School District because in that same community is Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. Yes, Jack Hips, um, where he has um, requested those that are interested to go to the school board meeting to support some of the more biblical aspects of, of what it is that he thinks are important to our community. Sure. Um, and, and they, and they do definitely do that and they do it from a, a biblical standpoint, even some people praying uh, the other day when I was there, a lady sang. Yeah. Him. They quote scripture. They quote, it's awesome. Quote scripture. What, what, there's arguments against that. Right, we have people that are atheists, probably even people that uh, that claim to be Christian who who argue that that's not acceptable and should not be allowed. Church and state argument well, that's just wrong. Okay, well there we go. That's the question. How how do you think our faith or bringing faith into a school board meeting is good, bad, against the law? What what is your thoughts? The on establishment that? clause prohibits the establishment of one religion over another. Hmm because it violates the principles of freedom when a church is established. This was because the pilgrims were fighting against the church of England that was requiring things to be done a certain way 
in accordance with Church of England. So we wanted to make sure that this country did not force one religion on another. So the fact that somebody stands up and and gives a prayer does not mean we're establishing one religion over another. Now, there's a whole body of case law that says in certain positions, like, uh, you know, taking prayer out of the school by the teacher was, to tell you the truth, I can't remember the case law. I read it all in law school, but there are arguments that it is unduly oppressive because then children, um, and this happened with the football coach where he was praying on the, on the field after every game, win or lose. And they were saying, well, you're giving the impression to the, to the kids that you coach that if they don't want to pray with you, they will somehow be disadvantaged. So they, they say that violates the establishment clause when somebody in a position of power implies that prayer is mandatory or that you have to listen to it or you have to abide by it. Mm -hmm. So they don't like it when the power is uneven. So like between students and a teacher. But in a school board meeting, which is not a classroom and which should be a public space where religious speech and non-religious speech are both permissible, um, there's no reason why you can't. So let's say, for example, if a the um, homosexual uh, committee comes and says, I believe that we should be the transgender bathroom issue. I want to be able to use that bathroom. Why can't we stop them and say, you know, what, you're not allowed to say that because that violates my religion. You know what I mean? It works both ways. Right. It's the same thing as if a Wiccan got up and said that, you know, uh, my beliefs say this, nobody would say a word. But you say the name Jesus and everyone's like, you can't say that. Wait, wait, why? Why can a transgender make their argument, a witch make their argument, but we can't make a Jesus argument? We've been, we've been tricked into believing that's the law and it absolutely is not. And we've seen video of them praying to the, to the devil. Yes. In, in some of these school board meetings. And, uh, and, and, you don't no, hear and you're right. nobody said anything. You don't hear nobody screamed, Go outside. Yeah. <laughs> Call the police like they did when I was praying. Exactly. To the God that our country was founded under. Exactly. <laughs> See, if you don't, if you don't like it, don't say amen. Right. Keep reading your little flyer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I was a Muslim for, you know, two decades in DC, and they often began in a prayer. And if they ended it with, in the name of Jesus, I wouldn't say amen. That's my right. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe that Jesus was God, so I wouldn't say amen. If they left out Jesus, then I would say amen. <laughs> okay, so big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's your choice. But the guy, I can't tell the guy he can't say Jesus. <laughs> why, why can't he say Jesus? You know what I mean? Like if Muslims are allowed to get up and talk about Allah, we say, you stop it. You can't use that word. I'm a Muslim. I say Allah. Well, what's the big deal? You know what I mean? It's just that's the whole, that's the spirit of religious freedom. Everybody is free. We believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and he's God incarnate. You don't want to believe that. That's your choice. I love that discussion. Sorry, that was my monologue. That was awesome. <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I've been asked it several times, so I just wanted to have you um, give your take on it. I've done a few shows on it where somebody was asked. And, uh, and I mean, our friend, our new friend from the progressive team was like, I just am afraid that, you know, that wacky Christians will get in power and they'll start making us all pray. And, you know, I mean, there's all of these uh, misconceptions in people's mind or people that have done the wrong thing in certain situations. Mm -hmm. 
And it's led people to have all of these ideas about what it means to have Christians in power. And it shouldn't mean anything but goodness and compassion and kindness and love for our neighbors. Right. We should be um, a reflection of salt and light in the earth and not something that people are afraid of. Right. A school that runs um, based on <clears throat> moral teaching. And why are some of the Christian schools the most popular in the nation? They're the most high rank, highest ranked mm -hmm. private schools. And I know so many Hindu and Jewish kids that went to uh, my daughter's school at Oaks Christian. Um, and they knew it was a Christian school. There was a statement of faith when you signed up. You know what I mean? They had to take Bible class. Because right. they wanted to get educated. Because they wanted to get educated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that was good. All right. Let's... Um... Tell them about this amazing app that we have going on. Oh, okay. Oh, I was waiting for you to give your oh, spiel. Oh, my spiel. <laughs> Edify, the Christian Podcast Network, put out by the Christian Post. Uh, this is how you get it. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. And how come you guys are so quiet? Yeah. There's so many people watching, but um, you guys just miss being so enthralled yeah but uh, we do appreciate the comments at least say hi how you doing where you're watching from all that kind of stuff and if you're watching the replay make sure and comment too um you wanted to tie some things together well i just wanted to explain to people that the reason we went off on the subject of like speaking out of the school boards and the issues of religious freedom is that um to encourage everybody to be bold and know that in your boldness people may hate you <laughs> and that's okay you know, and that you may suffer persecution as a result of it. And that's okay, too. And the Lord will um, shower his favor on you because there's a peace and a joy that comes from the Lord that uh, standing up for him and for his gospel, not only does he send grace and peace on us, but you can't imagine whose life you touch out of the 15 people or 20 people or a hundred people in a room and 20 of them may be screaming. You don't know what the person in the back of the room was like, wow, that was, that hit me, you know, that touched me and that you have the ability to, to spread the word in a way that will set somebody free and save them. We're talking about eternal damnation. We're talking about life and death for an eternity. So it's worth taking a little bit of suffering so that we can set, potentially have somebody else have the opportunity to be set free. Amen. Nice call on, on, on tying it all together. <laughs> With a bow. All right, my friends. We love you guys. I got to go lay this body down. That has, oh, that's uh, why you're so quiet tonight. You just let yeah. me get on my soapbox. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of cheese. There's a lot of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese is heavy. I had lettuce tacos, folks. I should have had lettuce. <laughs> had lettuce tacos. They don't even put tortillas. It's just lettuce. <laughs> awesome. Wow. That is uh, uh, Esther's in uh, Placentia, I think. It, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is in Placentia. Really good. Yeah. So make sure and go there. Really good. And people are really nice. Good, good yes. folks. All right, my friends. We love you guys.
God, God bless. bless. Take care. Bye.